Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for plucky redheads. I'm Cody. I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched For Keeps. I have to stop you right there. You've already made a critical error. We did not watch For Keeps. We watched For Keeps? There is a question mark in the title of this movie. What? And it blew my mind. It Look it up in IMDb. You do it right now. There is a question mark. And it's in several places. And I'm sure it's one of those things that not everyone does it. I'm telling you, do IMDb. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Do it in IMDb. The, the movie poster is in quotes, but not. Which is also weird. Why is it in quotes? Why is there a question mark in some places? Why is it in quotations in other places? Tyler. IMDb is the only place that has the question. How dare you, sir? I'm on For Wikipedia. <laughs> no question mark. Uh... Amazon, no question mark. Uh, Roger Ebert, no question mark. I'll have you know, everyone is wrong except for IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, We've no question mark. proven it YouTube. time and time again. YouTube HBO promo. There's no truer source in the internet than internetmoviedatabase.com, a, a subsidiary of Amazon. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Never mind. All right. Is it came up as it's on? You can pull it up in Netflix. Hmm. But you can't watch it in Netflix. I don't know what. I don't know what goes on these days. Tyler, I gotta know. This is a. There's too much to talk about. There's too much going on, but I need you to give me the breakdown of what. Here's the thing. Bailey picked this movie. All right. This is my my wife's pick. My wife. Classic. Your wife. Your, Your wife. wife. Yep, classic. Um, and she was like, we got to do it. You know, everyone knows it's a Molly Ringwald movie from the 80s. We all know it. Let's just say what we're thinking. Breakfast Club. No, not that one. 16 Candles. No, not that one. Pretty in Pink. No, not that one. Four Keeps. That's what we watched, all right? I don't think Bailey, and I've explained it to her many times, that everyone knows the John Hughes, Molly Ringwald partnership. All those movies I just listed, except for Forky. But in her mind, this is the one. This is the definitive Molly Ringwald performance, and it was amazing. It blew my mind. I need you to tell me what we, what is it? People don't know. They need to know. What is it about? It's a, it's a love story for the ages. The definitive... Molly Ringwald <laughs> performance, all right, from the 80s. We all know it. We all love it for keeps, you know? I, I, and, like, in the last 24 hours since we watched it, she's asked several, at least one or two people, like, have you seen for keeps? Like, no, no one has heard of this movie. Like, everyone's look, heard of it. I spent a lot of time on the IMDb trivia page. We all know this. Yeah. The average movie... It's between like 30 and 70 people rate each trivia thing. They're like, oh, 50 people out of 60 people found this interesting. There's three people <laughs> that have been on this. Okay, that's, if we're going off of that as the metric, this is not a well-known film. Okay, that's my point. Now, Tyler, can you just tell me, give me a, give me a synopsis. Give me a breakdown. Tell oh. me what all this is about. Oh, it's about, it's about Darcy and Stan. <laughs> They're out there. They're messing about. They're being teenagers. Then what? Boop. Life finds a way. (laughs) 
as it always does, Jeff Goldblum will not be proven wrong. That's true. All right. And then Jeff Goldblum appears as a little baby girl <laughs> and really just takes over the whole film. <laughs> you read this movie a little differently than I did. You didn't think that, that you was interpreted Jeff it differently, I guess, is what I, I I guess I didn't realize it was Jeff Goldblum and the little baby. He's a character actor. He got he became Thesaurus, whatever her name was. Bob Angelo. Theodosia, which is the name of Aaron Burr's daughter from Hamilton. You know Hamilton and also American history? Theodosia. There's a song called Dear Theodosia. It's very good. I don't know. Regina Spectre does a cover of it. Never seen seen it. Duets it. All right. Never seen it. Never you listened don't to even, it. You've never even listened to the Hamilton mixtape. It's like it's like you're it's like you're not even white. It's like you're not even a white person right now. I've tried. I tried listening to it, and I was like, mm, yeah, it's not, I don't like it. Let me just tell you. What you trying to say? I didn't sum it up well. That's the movie, Cody. Life finds a way. <laughs> That's the movie. Okay, you did a great job. I just need to give my take. Okay, I need to spit my truth. Uh, do you here. want to do your rant? No. Oh. Or do you want to? What do we do? Rant? Do you? Uh, you we're doing the rants on everything. I now. know we're doing the rants, but don't I say my initial thoughts? You say your initial thoughts. I just don't want you to get into the rant. I'm not gonna rant. My initial. I'm very conflicted because Bailey loves this movie, and it needs in her mind. It should be. She doesn't know what the AFI Top 100 list is. But I think in her mind, it should be in the AFI Top 100, okay? It's a quintessential film that we all need to watch that she's seen two times now, okay? I admire this movie for so many things for the big swings, okay? It is tackling every issue and swinging for the fences and big performances. And in moments, I'm like, this is pretty good. And in other moments, I'm like, this is the craziest, this is the most bananas 80s, you know, mishap adventure that is about teenage pregnancy that's ever been conceived so you really forget that last part (laughs) several points in the movie those are my thoughts i i admire it and at other times i it's it's silly it's just silly it's just wild you know it is wild what are you where are you at I can't you know I I I would not say as all right you know because that's the highest praise I give to any movie but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I'm sure Tiffany will want to watch it many a time, and we'll watch it several times. We'll probably buy it on VHS or something. It's Tiffany. She loves to buy the movies. And you got to get this thing on Laserdisc. If you're going to do it right, it's the Laserdisc. But no, I rented it. I didn't even use your rental because I was like, Tiffany's going to want it again. And yours is old. It's in the past. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of rental, side note, Cody. Google is convinced that I own Fnine, and then you click on Fnine, and it starts Fast and Furious Four. <laughs> um, Google does? Yes. Like YouTube TV or just the? I have a Google TV dongle. <laughs> I have a Google TV dongle plugged into my LG OLED TV. I never use the OLED TV apps anymore. Mm-hmm. But on there, it just shows you movies, and it'll just go to wherever you own it. And so, 
if you own it through Google, it just opens it. It doesn't go into an app. It just starts playing the movie. So if you owned Fanine on Amazon Video, it would open up Amazon Video and take you to the movie there? Yes. All right. That seems handy. It's very handy. Almost like I keep telling you to drop everybody. Spend the $50 on the Google the problem TV. Is you keep offering. You're like, I've got an extra one somewhere. And you're like, it's right here in my backpack. And it's gone every time. Because right? it's in my suitcase. Because I take it with me when I travel. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that's what happened. Yeah. You use it when I travel. I also have a ton of Chromecasts. But nobody wants those because they're, uh, they're dead to us. I'm ready to rant. All right. So let's, let's get hop in my sick beetle. And let's cruise on down to Spoiler Town, USA. May I have the honor, the pleasure, the um, burden of going first? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know everything you're about to say. And uh, hold on. I opened up the wrong app. Okay. Five, five minutes on the clock. Get your drink, prepare yourself, clear your throat, center your Zen energies, open your chakram, your chakras. Anyway, <laughs> uh, go. The first note I have is about you. More specifically, your mom. All right. Every time I see a mom in an 80s movie, I'm like, that's Tyler's mom. Okay. That's probably how your mom is. The mom, and this is, this is before we find out she's obsessed with France. Okay. But the first, like, five minutes of the movie, just her interacting with her mom, and her mom's just, like, being really nice and won't stop talking and just keeps going. I'm like, it's your mom, okay? I don't know your mom. I haven't met your mom, but I'm pretty sure that's your mom. I think I know your mom better than you know your mom. That's what you don't understand about your mom, okay? There are teens. They sneak about, like you mentioned. They go out. They're going on a college weekend trip to visit a campus or something, and it was all a ruse for sex. Not just any kind of sex. The best kind of sex. Let's just say it on three. One, two, three. Outdoor daytime rain sex. That's right. Sexual intercourse in the woods. Not in a tent. In the open. While it's raining. The sun is also out. Okay. That's the kind of If you're not having outdoor daytime rain sex, you're not even doing sex. Okay. You're doing it wrong. And the one thing I know about outdoor daytime rain sex is that it is a 100% chance of conception, okay? It, it's, it's the rules. It's the laws. If you summon rain while an orgasm occurs and it's daytime, it doesn't work at night, okay? If it's daytime, anytime from, dusk, from dawn till dusk, okay? Morning, evening, all right? Sun's out. Rain's out. You're making a baby, okay? <laughs> a baby is happening. That is what happened in this movie. Not only is that what happened in this movie, the <laughs> title credits, we have the intro, the cold open, we have some title credits <laughs> behind the sex ed video. <laughs> and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? Is this how babies are made? And then I watched a penis ejaculate. Like it was like an x-ray <laughs> or something and it ruined my night. I was so upset. I've never seen a PG movie where there was just an eject. You know, it was important. It was very medical. It was very much the kind of thing they show you in a sex ed class. And I was not ready for it. I came to the movies. I did not come to the sex ed class. Okay. 
night ruined. I'm still recovering. It's been 24 hours. I'm still not better. I'm still not well. All right. They look, these, these boys and girls, they're precious. They're like, yeah, I'm going to stay here and go to university in Wisconsin. And my boyfriend is going to go to Caltech in California and is going to be fine. Four years is going to be, it doesn't work. It never works. Good for them. All right. Good for them for being young and foolish enough to do it. It's even if it, even if you do it, even if it works out, you, you messed up. Okay. You ruined, you ruined your college. Your college experience was dumb and it was your fault. All right. Everyone's favorite city in California is Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Cal. Look. She's like, I read an article about Beverly Hills, California. And here's what I was so offended that she specified California after Beverly. I was like, we're wasting time here. Who wrote this screenplay? This is the second. Look, finish your screenplay. All right. You, if you're going to go specific enough to say Beverly Hills in the 1980s, no one's asking you to say Cal. You sound like a dweeb. You sound like a dweeb when you say Beverly Hills, California. That's like if I was like, yeah, no, I heard about a thing going on in Bronx, New York. Like, yeah, we all know the Bronx is in the New York. And if you don't, you should feel ashamed enough to Google it on the interweb. This is the 80s, all right? Al Gore invented the internet probably by that time. Computers were existed. Computers were existed at that time. And that's why you should never say Beverly Hills, California. You sound dumb, okay? They stole, they jacked the swag. Not only did they jack the swag of my favorite 80s movie, Better Off Dead, Bailey thinks this movie is better than Better Off Dead by a factor of 10, okay? And I am offended. They do the whole French thing, like, oh, look, we're having French dinner. Uh, should we have French fries and French bread and French dressing? And they do the whole spiel, and then they change it a little bit at the end. They plagiarized my favorite, our favorite. You and I both agree is our favorite movie, <laughs> and he, this, they stole it. And I'm very mad about it. All right. High schoolers eating lunch, talking about how they're pregnant. All right. There's four youths. Two are pregnant with each other and two are other people. I've never seen four humans go so hard on a lunch. Okay. They were sitting around. They were jamming fried food into their faces as if their lunch period was five minutes long. Okay. It was. Too- I'm going to have to cut you off there, Cody. Mudge. Cody, he tears his hamburger in half and puts both halves of the hamburger down. I agree with you. What What was happening? Who was the director who was like, I don't know. What what did he tell them to do? I think he had starved them. I think he hadn't given them food for like three days. He's like, all right, action. And there was food in front. Okay, that's what I think happened. There was cruelty. There was abuse. Okay, abuse of our beloved... A beloved Molly Ringwald. All right, now you go. You say some things. Okay, here we go. All right, now, Cody, you stop talking right now. All right, this. let me tell you, this is my first three notes. Wait, what is happening? No, I hate <laughs> this. Those are my first three, all right? Also, Ronald is eight months older than them. Okay, Ronald and his bimbo hussy sidekick that he had with Ronald Donald Dick. No, his name's Ronald. All right. He is the editor that they're trying to impress. Here's the shocking fact for you. He's the editor of a college newspaper. Do you know what's read less than a college newspaper? Nothing. That's right. You got it right, Cody. Nothing. We both went to a college. You finished the college. I got out of there because I'm too cool for college. (laughs) 
but we both went there. They had a newspaper. Were you aware of the newspaper? Did you ever once look at it? Was it because your friend was in the newspaper? Did you read the newspaper? Ever. Did you read one article? You are a nerd. <laughs> That's why you are too is a nerd. I don't know about this friendship anymore. Right now. Anyway, they leave and then they say, Oh, well, those kids, these people are eight months older than them. They're like, these kids, they don't know what love is. They'll know when they're our age, when they're 18 and a half. All right. When you're still young enough to use halves in your age, you know, I hate you. And I never want to speak to you again. You never talk to me or my son again. All right. Tiffany wants me to design a tent now. All right. That's the facts. That's the facts that we're talking about right now. I have to make a net one now. Do I have to also make it with a removable skylight and then fall and break the tent? You know how how upset the person who worked to go and buy that tent from Walmart and put it together so that he could say he designed it was when he fell and definitely shattered one of those things. Because now that guy has to go buy another one for when they're inside the tent. Where was the tent when they were conceiving their baby in the rain? In the day? Why were they there? Why was it raining so hard? I don't like to be damp when I'm doing that. You know, when I'm doing it, when I'm getting busy, I don't, I'm like fan on AC down to 50. It needs to be impossible to sweat or any wetness. I need a dehumidifier going. It needs to be only wetness where it's supposed to be. Okay, Cody. And it was, but it was all a metaphor. And then it was okay. You know, the, it was the high school or the middle school sex ed tape made us all uncomfortable. I was like, they're doing it, aren't they? They're not doing. They are doing it, but the the director's doing it. He chose this. He made decisions, and they were bad decisions, Cody. They were bad decisions. All right. And then Cody, after that, let me tell you in all caps with several question marks and exclamation points. I just said. What is this movie? All right, because it's just a wild ride of nonstop. What the heck? All right, two and a half years? That's way too long, Cody. You know me. I met my wife two weeks later. We are engaged, okay? It wasn't quite that fast, but it was almost exactly that fast. And then, you know, then uh, within a year, you know, we're married and we're doing it. And we're, you know, we're loving life and loving each other. Not like these nerds getting married. You know, I we had a respectable wedding where my friend with his porn stash married us in front of her family. We didn't have to go to the Korean chapel outside of town. All right. We did it a res the respectable way. All right. With a man who is ordained by the uh, by the World Life Church of Love or whatever online church he chose to go to. All right. So Bailey really just smashed us over the head with this whole movie completely about abortion in the beginning. That's what I thought the whole movie was going to be about. And I was like, wow, she really just kind of she, you know, it's like that thing with the Bart. Bart's coming up on Homer in the tub. And it just you put a, a movie about abortion on that. And us, we're in the tub and there's Bailey and she just cracked it over us. All right. That, and that's what happened. But, you know, psych, it's not about that. They keep the baby, but that's fine. When did they say not to drink when you're pregnant? When did that start? Because she drinks champagne <laughs> while pregnant. 
while knowing she's pregnant, she just, see him? And I'll, no, you don't, you don't do that. You just don't. All right. That's one case. Here's what you take. Kids, take one thing from this rant. Don't drink while you're pregnant. If all you're right, a teenager. Now I'm going to have to interrupt you mid-sentence. Don't finish that thought. All right. No, I have a look. You're right. It was crazy that she was drinking. Let me put this in your brain hole. <laughs> they drink all the time. These are teenagers getting alcohol from their parents, from the bar, from the gr- every which way. What? It was like there wasn't a second. It was like the drinking age was different then. Which it wasn't. Which it wasn't, right? Right. It's been 21 for a minute. Yeah. How long has it been 21 here? Like since Prohibition? Or was it Or was it a little after that? I'll look it up. I don't. The drinking age has been 21 for a minute. And they just, it was, they were so blase. They didn't even address it. Like, oh, I had to sneak in to get this alcohol. They were just like, I'm going to the bar. <laughs> like, well, I don't. You are still 17 years old. Or are you 18? Or are you 16? I could not get a handle on how old these people were. They were either juniors or they were seniors. Help me understand. Help me know the drinking oh, age. What? No. Tell uh, me. No, it's just that I thought I had a thing here, but it's a GIF. So it's ticking through the years. What year are we talking about here? This is 87. 87. Maybe? Or All right. Give me, give me like, uh, give me like 20 this seconds. Is 88. This is 88. I narrate for me. Tell me what's going on. Uh, it's just everything slowly becoming 21. Uh, and then some dropping it down to 19. Ooh, that's a lot dropping it down to 18. Ooh, boy. That's a whole lot of them at 18 and 19 now. It's the whole thing it went to from everywhere is 20. They're really just all over the map now. The drinking, I'm try, I, I saw a thing on the drinking age. I'm trying to think of what happened. Like, Okay, by 1998, it was universally 21. Because I think there were a couple states that did it as 21. And then like slowly everyone adopted it across the country. But like yeah. it took a while. Yeah. That's wow. about it. Was it actually 1988 is when it ended because that was when everything was. So yeah, they just willy nilly. I understand that it's Wisconsin, and I understand that the only thing to do is hunt deer and drink beer. But still, 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 they, it just it was so ubiquitous that like yeah, these kids drink. They're 17 years old and they drink all the time. Because Cody, it is, and their parents like putting adults in the in children. Uh Okay. Children Which, with adult problems. So let me, let's talk about that then. Cause I do want to talk about this. Well, it's so hard. Here's okay. There, so just a few years before 1988, which is when the movie came out. Yeah. Wisconsin was 18 or 19. So. But they still hadn't graduated high school yet. So there's a good chance they were 17, right? Well, when they got married, they weren't 18. Yeah. So they were definitely 17. So he was a 17 year old married dropout alcoholic is that what we're talking about he wasn't a dropout he graduated okay you fool here's the, here's the amazing thing about this movie the first 30 minutes is kind of cute because you're like look they've got the cute little relationship they're naive but they're ambitious and they're smart and they get they love each other all right great then they decide to keep the baby and not only does their life fall apart but they go through 15 years of like marriage turmoil in about three weeks <laughs> and i that's what okay that's what maybe that's what blew my mind about the movie is they were like they went from like look we're kids we're in love we're high school sweethearts 
let's just get married. Okay, we'll move into an apartment. <laughs> Immediately, he's day drinking and like passed out and she's got postpartum depression and it's just everything. It, their families have abandoned them. And it just the time was weird because at one point they're like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. We announced we have a baby. Everyone freaked out. It's Christmas. They thought we had an abortion. Okay, we didn't work even. Okay, we're kicked out. Okay, it's New Year's. We have our own place. And after that, the timeline is gone. I have yeah. no idea how long it's been for anything. They each hold six different jobs at any one point in time. Like he gets fired from the shoe store, but he works for another shoe store. Then he becomes a roofer. And then she works at like a restaurant. Then she works for a different restaurant. And then she, it was every, I didn't, I couldn't keep track. I couldn't keep track of what was going on. So yeah. it was their senior year? Because I thought at one point they were juniors. I think they were juniors. Or she said she was a junior editor. What? Something. I think they were juniors at the beginning. And then when at the end they were... See, they Like the end of the movie is them graduating. So in theory, it had been 18 months. Yeah. Which is a more reasonable timeline than if they were like seniors in December and they had five months till graduation or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But it was, it was just shocking because they it turned so quickly. It went from being so cute and innocent to being so... Okay, because it starts and it's 16 candles or whatever, you know, where it's like, okay, it's an 80s movie and it's a cute couple. And then it's like Blue Valentine, like a gritty real world, real marriage problems for like 45 minutes. And then there's like five minutes <laughs> where they make up and then it's over. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was that's what's shocking. And maybe that's the most shocking thing is that. And you talked about this when you, because Bailey asked you when you came in the door what you thought about it. And it's, and I agree with you because the first 30 minutes, he's so sweet and supportive and they're so cute together. And then a switch, a, a switch is flipped and he becomes very neglectful and like, well, the, okay. So the thought, the, the, the void that I got, right, <laughs> was that, they kind of took turns of being the one on top of stuff in that like right he was on top of everything and it just wore him down so by the time when they have she, the baby she's having postpartum depression yeah and he's the only one taking care of the baby yeah getting by but it is also kind of almost like it's switched then so this he some, does the roofing and then he's the one who's like well, day drinking and like not being helpful and upset all the time and you're gonna hate she, me for this go ahead but i'm gonna tell you something that i think they the movie did very well and it was actually like a master stroke of directing is that it switched perspectives in that oh. it followed him when he was out of the house and at work, you were seeing him at work. And then once it switched to see showing her, he was the one who was kind of falling behind. Yeah. And when it was showing him, she was the one that was like not doing anything. That's actually a good point. And here's the thing about the director. This is going to blow your mind. Because it blew my mind. This man directed Rocky, like one through five, and Karate Kid. Oh. So this is like a 70s, 80s household, like, you know, well-known director. He's done a lot of successful movies. And I did not see that coming at all. Oh, yeah. So, so that yeah. makes more sense that he's yeah. a good director. Because it kind of made me think of like, oh, it part of it felt like... You know, because there's like lots of times where you'll... You know, if you hang out with one or the other, like especially if you're friends with both members of a, of a marriage, if you hang out with just one of them, you'll find that there's little complaints. But usually they, you know, they feel like they're doing more than the other, but they still love them. They're like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I'm here for them. 
but it's like they both feel that way yeah where it's like oh, i wish they would do this and it's like and the other person's like oh i just wish that they would step up in this area and when it's like well you're both stepping yeah. up in the area that the other yeah. one feels like you would you you know and it's a hard it is a hard time like i saw so many people in college because we went to a college where it's very much people get married and have kids in college which is not super normal you know yeah and so I saw so many people, I'm like, how do you guys do this? You have two kids in college. And it's like, all right, you know, she does classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I do them Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> the days she's in class, I'm babysitting. The days I'm in class, she's babysitting. And I work in the evenings and she works in the morning. You know, we're just like, oh, gosh, you guys have so much going on. But these people are doing it, trying to graduate high school. <laughs> just like, oh, you poor kids. Yeah. Um, and Which I knew a couple that did that in high school really where he dropped out got a job and started doing he started doing night classes and she kept going to school mm-hmm. um and then she they gave her like maternity leave and let her do school from home but they got married and they're still married as far as i know and have a few kids but that doesn't really happen especially nowadays it feels like uh yeah normally somebody just gets kicked down the stairs uh oh oh sometimes it's the guy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, that's the next thing I want to talk about in this movie. Well, it covers every topic. <laughs> the other, I think that's one thing that's working against it. Like, in some ways, it's like, look, I appreciate that you're, like, really trying to show every aspect of, like, look, if teenagers did do this, they'd have to deal with all these issues. Yeah. But it goes from, we're pregnant, what am I going to do? Oh, everyone wants me to get an abortion. Oh, no. It's like, do you get an abortion? Do you give the baby for adoption? And they're like, no, we're doing the one you aren't talking about. We're keeping the baby, you know? She's like, okay, I get that. Those are the three options. So they did like every aspect of that. You're like, okay. And then, yeah, having to do with like, okay, paying rent, getting jobs, holding everything down, paying bills, paying hospital bills, Which, doing rent. And when he said, what? We only had one baby, $700. I was just like, dude add like three zeros to the end of that yeah, and that's how yeah. much we're gonna have to pay for our kids Are yeah you kidding me yeah for sure it is shocking yeah anyway um so that's one thing that's kind of working in some ways i appreciate they tried to do everything but also they tried to do every like a postpartum depression abortion adoption birth um day drinking <laughs> i don't it was all, you know, issues with in-laws, you know, living. What's it like to live with your in-laws and you don't get along? And it's just like, gosh, this is these children have lived a lifetime in 18 months, you know? Yeah. So in that way, it was a lot for me. And I think they weren't able to give, give, give. OK, and that's the other thing. I didn't know what the message was. And that's my it almost felt like after school special kind of thing where you're like, look, it's don't do this except it talked about so many things i was like is this pro the keeping the baby or here's all the problems with keeping the baby is it pro high school romance is it anti you know i i couldn't tell because at times it was sympathizing with the adults at times it was sympathizing with the kids it i just it was every and i'm not saying it has to make a point but it's just it really seemed like at points i was like look we're going to paint a picture and take a stance here, but then it never seemed to, right? I think, here's what I think. If we're like, let's take it back, let's take it all the way back to the writer's room, you know? Yeah. The guy, when they were... Whoever, it's the 80s. Whoever first Everyone's high. Yeah. Everybody's doing cocaine. Everyone's doing cocaine. Um, I think the initial pitch for this movie would have been like, 
Okay, what if you took Romeo and Juliet, put it in modern day, and they didn't kill themselves? All right, what, <laughs> like, what's the end result of that? And then yeah. they're like, let's do a love story where the two love each other, and that's what sustains them. But you gotta, it's like a teenage romance that has to deal with all this junk that nobody else talks about. Yeah. Which I think if you did like an indie movie about that today, that would be a very successful indie movie. But I think yeah. this struggle, probably for the same reason it wouldn't do well today, is that throwing this stuff in front of an audience that you're drawing to a PG movie, I think that's why they did poorly. Yeah. Because it's not super like anti-abortion or anti-teen pregnancy. Yeah. It's like they figured it out. They did it, but it was rough. It was very rough. Um, you know, that that is a good point. It doesn't... It really it really felt like Sophie's choice, the movie, you know, <laughs> which is just like, Hey, let's just make a popular film with a popular director and a very popular 80s star and let's do it. But they, you know, and I think I read a trivia kind of about that, whether like it was a hard thing is like, we wanted this movie, but like, it's such a political topic, yeah. you know, and you see the parents arguing where it's like, you know, the, the guy's parents are very conservative. They're like, no, give it up for adoption. Have the baby. And the mom's like very liberal. She's like, no, abort that baby. Uh, high fives all around. And the kids are like, no one's even talking to us. <laughs> you know, they're like, we, yeah, we they, are not a part of this decision. You guys are just yelling about this over a turkey. They <laughs> so, even do the joke of shut up. We're trying to decide your future. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is sometimes it's like, these are very serious subjects, but they really ham up some of the comedy at times. I'm like, oh, this is, it's all over the place. Sometimes I loved it. there was 45 minutes of this movie. Like I said, you know, once they move into the apartment and have the baby, I'm like, this is painful. Like I said, I've seen some rough movies about like dysfunctional adult relationships, indie movies that I, like I said, Blue Valentine, I love. Um, this was worse in a way. And maybe just because it was so like, look, it's a happy, fun 80s movie. And then it was like, anyway, he's depressed. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh. Yeah. Which that's, that love and that love that you liked so much, it's gone for the next hour of the movie. You know, you're just like, gosh, it Yeah. Which it did like it just that's what I'm saying. It felt like there was like yelling was like, like a middle-aged dude where he's like, We don't have money to pay for this. And you're like, what? It hasn't been that long, but I know you're probably stressed. You're in a stressful situation, but it did. It it feels like a whole different tone. Yeah. The tone shift was jarring, which the whole thing is like, that's why I think their goal was to do like a really realistic look at that. What would happen in that situation where it's like, yeah, you could figure it out and pay rent and like you can make it work, but it's stressful and it takes a certain like, it t- does take a certain level of maturity to figure it out. It does. Know? And they're both very bright kids. Like, yeah, he had a scholarship to Caltech and she was doing really well with journalism and grades and, you know, stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it wears on you in a way that like, you know, a, that's the whole thing. Reason so many marriages <laughs> fail is everybody goes through that to some degree usually yeah. it's not that bad mm-hmm. but i mean like you'll go through that rough first year or two where you're like oh i didn't know any of this stuff about you mm-hmm. we're dealing with all this yeah and it's like yeah. either you especially as kids it's like you guys moved from your parents house in together yeah and you have to pay everything that's the other thing i didn't like about this one is just and i feel like it's a little different today but you know, the parents disown them both, like both parents disown them and are just like, all right, you're both dead to me. So 
go die and I hope our grandbaby dies. You know, it's like, why? Yeah. I understand that there are parents like that, but I also don't understand why they're like that. Yeah. I was like, you want an adoption, you want an abortion, and the baby happens, so at least, you know... I didn't I didn't get it why it, it went so sour so fast, at least because both of their parents were very supportive of them. You know, yeah, in other ways. So it's just like, why did the baby change that much? You know, yeah, I, I get that, which I mean. It didn't seem like the kind of relationship that's that's like, oh, that was the, those are both of those parents were the kind to abandon the kids, you know, yeah. which, you know, the mom kind of showed the what is his name? Uh, Stan. Yeah. Stan's mom kind of showed that it was really his dad, which, you know, you you know, we've all had that big blowout fight where you shove your dad into the snow or into the <laughs> Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Yeah. You know. Um, and you, it, it'll it tarnish your relationship and it won't talk. But, you know, I, you know, I got to say, I... I I have a confession. I've never shoved my dad. Into yeah, a tree. Well, I was gonna say I've never shoved my dad <laughs> into a tree or anything. Yeah, of course. Could you imagine getting into a fight so big with your dad that he would disown you for more than fifteen minutes? No, I don't think so. Or do you think it would be kind of one of those things where you go both go pout for fifteen minutes and then you're like, "All right, so anyway." <laughs> I think we wouldn't talk about it for a week and then we'd uh, get dinner. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, talk about other things. Just like, pretend like that. Well, yeah. that, that never happens. That's how my family handles things. Exactly. It's in the past. It now. happens. <laughs> and then we don't discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And the parents, they really hammed it up. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's, they, they painted the parents in such a goofy light that when it comes time for them to disown their children, it was like, well, where did this come from? You guys are all goofballs. You need yeah. to be, I don't know, I, I wish like even just like one of them was more serious because like the mom is like, she never stops talking. She's obsessed with France. She, all she talks about is how they're going to go on a summer trip to France after she graduates. And the dad likes shoe stores he and making dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and Caltech for some, I didn't understand why he was a shoe salesman. He did not go to college and was obsessed with his son going to Caltech. That didn't click for me. Were they in California? No, they weren't in California. They were in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Caltech's a good school. Yeah. It's California's premier technical school, probably. Mm. It's California Tech. California's what gets more Californian nor technical than Caltech? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone from my school that did technical, did like a tech university, went to CPP, Cal Poly, uh, Cal po- Pomona, Cal Poly Technical Pomona, Cal Poly Pomona Technical. CPP. <laughs> that oh, the, one. The Soviet Union? It's in Pomona. <laughs> okay. That's what you don't understand. Which one's Polytech, right? Isn't that the... Is that is that what you're That's talking about? That's that one, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people go to that one. Like yeah. That one. Uh-huh. For engineer and technical things. And yeah. Here's what Caltech you, does. I uh, think you get like six free condoms a week from the Student Association or something. From Caltech? <laughs> uh, or from Cal Poly, yeah. Cal yeah. Poly Pomona. So, uh... Yeah, Polytech, which is what I've always heard it referred to as, everybody knows, is the party school. Caltech is the school that everybody's like, you're the best. And they're like, yeah. And it's the gift of the, you know, the meme of the guy pouring the, doing the celebrating, except they're like 17th down. And then there's like, 
MIT, which is actually the best, which is like, hey, everybody, we're going to put our stuff online for free. If you want it, it's cool. If you mm-hmm. want to come here, hey, guess what? We're going to lower tuition soon, but nobody wants to move to Massachusetts. They lower their tuition, Cody. That's really... That's, I should go there. It's really cool. Of Stop the podcast. I'm going right now. Darn it. I was going to finish the podcast. tell Tiffany we're not keeping the baby, and I'm going to MIT. I that was the other thing she was like I don't know just go to Caltech she was like let's just annul the marriage you go to Caltech I'll stay here with the baby at least you'll you know have a future okay can we can I derail us completely yeah no please do it's cute I felt that I felt that what felt that in my heart who's she said it's cute of the his pee pee yes (laughs) I felt that in my heart. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, good for her. What did your wife say? Tell me. Tell I, me the words. I don't know. Bailey! She's, She's gone. She's dead to us. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird appendage. It's a weird... It's flopping about. It's flipping and flopping. It's hanging around, poking its nose where it shouldn't be. It's weird. I think she'd go more like it's weird. My wife did the smart thing. Ladies, this is the smart thing to do. Just go, mm-hmm, or something like that. <laughs> Make like a little mo- like a middle, little, little grumble moan thing, you yeah. know? That might be sexy, but it doesn't have to necessarily be sexy. Just yeah. a noise. It's like, this pleases me. Yes. Because <laughs> then you're not, don't, just don't say anything. Uh-huh. Unless you're going to go, whoa. Just don't say any words, all right? Because it never comes out the way you think it's going to come out. It never works the way you think it's going to work. It's always offensive. Genitals. And we don't need to say words about each other's genitals. A noise will suffice. I think that's what you're getting at. Genitals are weird, but let's do each other the favor of giving a nice grumble moan. And we can all feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Now... Moving on to the marriage, these people were not thinking of the birds. Also, is racist, but was it racist? <laughs> okay. It would not be an 80s movie if there was not an offensive Asian caricature in it. it look, Christmas Story, is that a 70s movie or an 80s movie? It's Christmas Story, 16 Candles, Four Keeps, they're here. They yeah. in our history books, in our culture. So those are all equal in your mind. That's what you've just said. Equal in their caricaturedness? No, equal in their goodness, in their iconicness. Oh, yeah. For Keeps is up there. It is up there. Yeah. All right. We all know it. Same way they threw the rice, which killed all the birds in Wisconsin. Anyway, uh, so you said you envisioned the mom like my mom. Yeah. I envisioned them, uh, those two, as Bailey and her mom, the the way that they fought. What did it were so simple? I don't know. It's, I wish. Just the eye rolling and the mom trying to be your best friend. Uh, also wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if that's, that's the way you didn't get along? If only. If only. No, it's much more um, different. <laughs> it's much more different. I'll say I'll say that. I, all right. Here's, oh, I have problems with all the adults in this movie. Okay. okay. Um, but most of all, it's the, the school counselor. 
Yeah. School counselor is an adult woman who's like, drop out, take night classes, screw you. This is controversial. If you're walking around the school here, everyone else is going to get pregnant. (laughs) Wait, pregnancy is contagious. That's your conceit. Like that is your argument for you need to get out of drop out of day school. Hold handing or hand holding. I was so pregnancy. I was so upset by that. I was like, what? Your job is to be an advocate for this student. (laughs) And you're saying if what? Look, when was the last time you saw a pregnant teen and you were like, I wish that could be me. (laughs) Like, I wish I could be pregnant in high school. Like, ah, I can't believe it wasn't me. I was a fool. I mean, I'll tell you, even the one that was nailing it that I knew. Nobody was looking at them like, good for you. They were all like, it's something to aspire to. This is hip. This is cool. But that's the thing. She's like, look, a lot of students look up to you. And it's like, literally, people were making fun of her in the bathroom. That's the thing about Molly Ringwald. The whole point of Molly Ringwald in the 80s was to be the girl who's like, oh, you're cool, but no one knows you're cool and everyone hates you. (laughs) Like, that was her character in the 80s. Yeah. And so she's in the bathroom and people are literally the. The popular girl who looks like a 35 year old woman who, by the way, is like, okay, look, in the 80s, everyone was obsessed with money, status and appearance. Okay, so the girls, they did the the hair and there's like the hot popular girl. Their hot popular girl is like a five. (laughs) Okay, I'm so glad you said it. Why do you look 35? Why are you not attractive? But you are the queen bee with the hot boyfriend, the nice car and you're trying to steal her man. What was that? Who's, how do you cast Molly Ringwald in this movie? And then it's like, okay, the main couple, we got them locked down. We need a pretty good job casting them. Who else do we need? I don't know. <laughs> Who else is here? It's like, you come, you come, whatever, you'll do. It's like you with the face that looks like you got stung by a bee. You come over here. <laughs> I couldn't, I could not, every time, there was like one angle that worked for her, I was like, oh no, she is pretty. And then like the next child, I was like, nope, I, nope, I was right the first time. This is not... She also wore crop tops that I don't think I don't think would be acceptable in the 80s. But this is a movie made in the 80s. The only thing that's not acceptable is making pregnancy cool again. Okay, (laughs) it's making everyone else jealous of your teen pregnancy. Uh, Okay, All right. Give it to me. Molly Ringwald. I think she's a good actress. I think she's a compassionate character. She does a good job. But this movie has her is pushing her limits okay everyone's limits really because they're doing big things and it's a wide range and i think we all know the scene we're talking about what's the one that broke the performance for you that's right the baby delivery hospital scene oh okay you see her deep breathing she's like hey. <laughs> she'd like a big breath and then do like a like but, which is, but is like, not what you want i do. understand that delivery is difficult and but she was doing it in such like a large and cartoonish way that i was like i can't we you did molly dirty by putting her in here and telling her to go bigger i'm sure it was because like she's supposed to be pushing but all she's doing is going to <laughs> like they, ordered, they don't want her 
Yeah, I mean, if she actually pushes like a baby bird, they're gonna they're gonna need to put a bowl underneath her. All right. It was like okay. You don't have you ever seen a toddler try to inflate a balloon <laughs> where they're like, I gotta do a big breath and I gotta push it, but their they, their lungs and their cheeks are not powerful enough, so they just like and they can't do it. That's what that's what it was. My favorite is when you give them one that you inflated and they try to breathe and it all just blasts into <laughs> there. And really, like it looks like it's gonna inflate their lungs the way like they a cartoon. Yeah. He's like, oh no. Yeah, oh that's my man. So yeah, so that was that scene. But good for them. Bailey loves the guy's performance in this. The guy who plays Stan. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought as a whole he did pretty well. Who's the guy that's normally with her? Normally with Molly Ring. Uh, I don't know, because I don't know which one's in multiple movies. I forget. Who's in Breakfast Club? Who's in Better Off Emilio Dead? Emilio Estevez is in no, Breakfast who's Club. Who's the main guy in Better Off Dead? John Cusack? John Cusack. He's better than John Cusack. He's hotter than John Cusack. He's hotter, and he is probably better. But John Cusack actually has a better career, I would say. Because this dude... But does he deserve that better career? He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Peacemaker, and as good as it gets. So it's like, I think John Cusack actually did better. Yeah, but does he deserve it? Or did he just, you know, get diddled as a child? Oh, Oh, you know, yeah, no. now it's sad. Now you did that. It's sad. All right. No. Let's talk about how she picked probably the weirdest time to start breastfeeding her baby. All right. No, she did not pick to breastfeed her baby. She accidentally breastfed her baby. That's what happened that scene. I don't know if you read the way I read that scene because she was surprised. She was holding her baby. She was scared. And I think something slipped out and the baby was like, dinner. <laughs> OK, that's what happened. It was an accidental breastfeeding scenario, which is just once again another twisty turn in this movie. We're like, we're doing this too. All right, here we go. All right, here, let me pitch this to you. What if she was just wearing the robe and that was a real baby that just went for it? All right, and that's how we got there. I admire her acting skills that she kept her cool in that situation because I would feel very uncomfortable as a man in that situation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I mean, if something accidentally suckles you, I think we can all agree it would take us out of our performance. Yeah. And let, I mean, depends on the performance. But also the dad, why was he creeping on the fire escape? Yeah, um, that was a turn. That was a twist. That was the that was like the biggest twist of the movie. Oh, you I didn't would say see that coming? Well, no, I called it. I just. Um, it was a big writing choice where I was like. She's about to get murdered, robbed, pillaged. It's going to go terrible. And it's like, oh, he's gone. Oh, just kidding. Please, you're, yeah, it's, your, it's your father-in-law. Yeah. And what was his deal? Why was he? Whatever. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Look, the I told us we're bad. I told Tiffany this, okay? Because I, I get what they're going for in the movie. Because I told her, if, our, if we have a daughter or a son... <laughs> Because he could, you know, he could help conceive a child. A Darcy or a Stan. Yeah. I was just going to tell him, I was like, I'll be like, I'm I'm upset. This is wrong. But we're just going to skip to the part where I'm, there's no way I'm not going to love the grandchild. And we're going to yeah. skip past the disowning you. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, just show, if you can keep that baby, just show me the baby. I'm going to squish his chubby little legs. All right. I saw, I saw a tweet recently. Somebody said 12 hours of labor is worth it. Because when I squeeze my my baby's chubby little leg and go ring, 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 and then take his little (laughs) foot up to my face and say hello, he laughs so hard he pukes. 
<laughs> I was like, I want a baby so bad. Uh, <laughs> so I turned to Tiffany. I said, Tiffany, I want you to put a baby in me. <laughs> and then she said, I'm uncomfortable and left the room. All right. <laughs> I did like that. Like, once again, the mom is doing too much because she's like abortion, please. And then when Molly Ringwald says no, she's like, fine, I'm never talking to you again. But then she shows up at the hospital with an adoption, a surprise, an intervention adoption agent. Like I didn't, that was also a choice. But then she holds the baby. She's like, she's crying. She's like, yeah, that's my baby. And she's like, yes, we lose, we lose a lot of one, a lot, a lot of adoptions that way. And you're like, all right, that's how it is. So whatever. Yeah. She's like, now I'm out of here and just dips, mm -hmm. which I'm like, yeah, that's fair. This is how it'd be. How do you feel? <clears throat> this is my last note. And then I have a question about the ending. That's, right. the, that's the last two topics I need to cover. But I'm going to talk about whatever you got to talk about. The biggest cinema sin in this movie, in my opinion, is the name Bob Roosh. I hated it. When you see it spelled, you're like, oh, they're not saying that right. But they correct so many people like it's Bob Root. And I hated it. You're like, my name's Darcy Bob Roosh. I was like, this needs the Adogia Bob Roosh. This is the word. <laughs> I cannot think of a less realistic human name than Theodosia Babrush. Go ahead, say it. Theodosia Babrush. Nope, that's not a person. That's not a thing. Oh, that doesn't exist. It's a person in ancient Greece. No, oh, I was just... Cody, how dare you? I couldn't do it, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Here's the thing. It's obvious like, like a Greek name, right? But none of these people just are Greek white enough. People, okay. You know? So it was it was too much, and I just it was just in your face the whole movie because they get married and she has to get used to the name change and his is the name of his shoe store and it's like so they had to say it all the time and like it wasn't until like the fifty minute mark was like Bob Roosh that's what they're saying I hate it but at least yeah. I know what they're saying now it's like their uh, person like their voice coach or I'm whatever just, was like. Okay, say like Bob Roosh, Bob Roosh. And they were all like, okay, my last name is Bob Roosh. And he's like, no, no, you need to say Bob Roosh. Bob Roosh. So I thought this is a hyphenated last name. Nope. It's, it's a, not. It's a one word scenario. So it is definitely somebody said pronounce it like this and gave them the two parts. Ah. And they said it with the two parts. You know who nailed it? The dad, who is, I'll say it, probably greek of descent sure. and he says it correctly because they probably didn't have to coach him on how to say it yeah it's I, like people try to tell me i pronounce my last name wrong and i say you're german and you're dumb it's a swedish last name and i still pronounce it wrong but it was on an american army list so it's an american last name boom so you're all dumb it's not swedish or german stop trying to put a you in my last name you fascists Pointing at you. So, my me no. <laughs> um, my last question. Yeah. So, all right. We talked. The first thirty minutes is cute. They said keep the baby. You're like, you know what? They're going for it. They're cute. Good for them. The next forty five minutes is absolute mayhem and is terrible. <laughs> it's awful to watch. The day drink. The teenage drinking. Like, I'm just surprised that was never an issue. Like, the only thing was just like the mom was like. We drink wine in this house. You're like, no, you don't drink anything. They're teenagers. Yeah. Stop encouraging the alcohol consumption. Yeah, but she's like, 
That's the foreshadowing of she's like, I don't want beer in the house. It reminds me of your father. Right. That's the only time because they weren't even just like, you should be drinking your kids. It was like your dad was a douche and he drank. So, yeah, I just they didn't talk enough about how much they were drinking. Uh, So anyway, because they were cool kids. It's cool. They were dorks. Cool kids don't go to Caltech. Cool kids don't have a scrapbook of all the articles they wrote for the new. Those are dorky, nerdy things. And good for them because they're smart kids. But it's not the thing that a cool kid does. Cool kids. I should know. Daydream. I was so cool. I'll tell you this right now, though, Cody. Everybody talks down on day drinking. But I'm here preaching the gospel of day drinking. I know it's good. I know you. Look, I've heard the spiel. And I think you have merit. Yeah. What is bad about it is when you're shirtless and should be at work or at school or taking care of your baby and you're sloshed. That's when it's bad. He was on his second beer. From my experience, it takes at least seven beers to get buzzed. (laughs) Now you're thinking, Tyler, you're a large (laughs) 400 pound man. Maybe you don't know. And I'll say maybe, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about my experience versus your experience. How many beers does it take to get you drunk? As, yeah, seven, I guess. <laughs> Seven's the number. If you're doing seven, I'm doing seven. Yeah. I just, all right. So four to five minutes of pain and turmoil and one shift at a, at a, as a roofer. And, um, at the end of the movie, it's like she's got she's asked for the annulment of the marriage that was not legal. And she's coming up with a scheme to get his best friend to be like, look, you still have scholarship available. Let's go to Caltech. And he puts it together. He's like, no, I love Darcy. I want Darcy. I know I've been terrible for a lot for a while, but I want Darcy still. Yeah. And it goes back to his thoughtfulness, right? He's like, look, I put in for <laughs> scholarships to, you know, University of Wisconsin, like, why wasn't that an option earlier? Well, that's where she was going to go. Right. I just, I didn't understand why it wasn't an option earlier. Well, say the Celtic thing escaped me because dumb kids, the dad was like, but the dad didn't go to school. That's the, that was the biggest plot hole for me. was like, yeah. he even makes a point. I was like, that's where I would have gone. If I went to school, school sucks. <laughs> You're like, well, but you, we've established via dialogue that the only reason the son wants to go to Caltech is because you've talked about Caltech so much, yeah. but he is a shoe salesman. Yeah, well, it makes me think, like, because they kind of, they're towards the end. There was some dialogue there where it, them realizing that they're just becoming their bitter old parents. Because his dad has the thing where he's like, well, yeah, I wanted to go to school and do all this stuff. And there was this girl and I was crazy about her and I couldn't stop thinking about her. I loved her. What'd you do? I married her and I had three kids. Yeah. You know, like, which then they had that moment where the dad and him realized, oh, we can be happy. You're happy. We could be happy. And the mom's like, oh, you're an unhappy, bitter wench. And I'm just becoming you. Going to be a single mom. And my dad, you know, the husband left. And yeah. It's like, I maybe that. I should not be you. Yeah, no, that is a good point. I mean, there's a lot happening. Okay, so end of the movie, he goes back. He's like, Darcy, take me back. And she's like, no, no, no. But then she has a change of mind and they get back together and he's like, marry me, you know? Yeah. Right? Like, really? Let's, let's, no, I wanted to <sighs> talk to me. What are your thoughts? On the marriage? At the end. Yeah, the yeah. ending where it's like, okay, went through the, tr- 
It was cute. We went through the turmoil. We're recommitting to do it. I mean, I like movies where there's a happy ending. I'm too cynical and beaten down by modern movies to think he should have died. Like she should have been like, I will take him back. And then as he's driving up and he's like, Darcy gets out of the car, semi creams him as he gets out. Mm. All right. Just a semi going 80 through a school zone. All right. Just <laughs> 80 through a school playground. Him out, you know? Yeah. And then that's somebody, what you, that's what you runs wanted. And steals the baby, you know? Yeah. Runs yeah. off. And then it credits. That's what I was expecting. Uh huh. That's not what I got. What I got is we're going to go to this school. I, you know, I applied for the scholarships and the married housing. The dude wants, he's like offering you the job at the school newspaper and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, the most prestigious job in the world, a college newspaper in Madison, Wisconsin. Look, I have to defend myself here. I have read one, maybe two articles from the school paper. Okay. The scroll, as the it's scroll. called. <laughs> but here's the thing. My best friend, scroll comes out on Tuesday. There's devotional on Tuesday, right? So when we left devotional, he would snatch a copy of the scroll, scan it for the stupidest <laughs> take and be like, oh, my gosh, read this. And then we'd enjoy just the terrible, terrible takes of our fellow student writers. So that's they were bad. That's what we did with the scroll. Was it okay. the other best part of the scroll is the police report, which is just mm -mm, oh so good. The police report in Rexburg, Idaho, is the best because it's like someone sprained literally. The one I read was like someone sprained their ankle at a soccer game and the police showed up. You're like, police don't show up when people sprain ankles at intramural soccer games. That you have no business there whatsoever. The other one was like someone broke into women's apartment and shaved in the sink, which <laughs> just brought up. So they didn't catch the guy. This is what the people suspected. And the police checked it out. There was no answers, only questions. Who? <laughs> Someone left a bunch of hair <laughs> in a sink. So who in the apartment didn't clean up after themselves and was too ashamed and called the police? That's my question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the only. Anyway, things like that is glorious. It's a special place. Can I add a, add a a detail on there that'll make it even more glorious yeah. and special. Yeah. So my friend <laughs> used to be in the fire department of Rexburg, mm -hmm. Madison County fire department. Yeah. As it's called. Uh-huh. And there are some actual things the police should be responding to in that town, uh -huh. but because of its reputation as the safest town in America, it has that statistic mm -hmm. like a zero crime rate. If the police are there, like if they shut down an area like a street, which they had done more than once yeah. to try to find a criminal, the mayor shows up in his Escalade and says, go home. I don't care if this guy Whoa. murdered somebody. You you do not do this. Don't write a report on this. This never happened. Wow. So they try to solve crimes before the mayor hears about it. What? Because he will tell them to not investigate it. Rexburg? Because, yes. America's family community. Exactly. Rexburg? The schnauzer capital of the United States of America? <laughs> yes. These are things that the mayor has to protect. These are things that are in the Wikipedia page. Yeah. 
of Rexburg. Wow. So you worked very hard for that police report to be someone sprained Squeaky an ankle. Clean. Not somebody did a bunch of drugs and then fell out of their sixth story dorm window Whoa. and went to the hospital and probably wasn't going to survive. Or the dude that threw a bunch of like a bunch of drugs into a dorm window mm-hmm. that was like hard drugs, not school drugs, not spray paint, not spray like paint a, in a bag, not a or drinking <laughs> drug alcohol, cigarette, but uh, wow, hard stuff. You don't learn about those things in the scroll. You learn about an article where my two roommates looked at each other and had swipe right swipe left things that they had to hold up because it was about dating apps oh and they they had a whole little photo shoot and they loved it it's cute yeah my Would friend you... that married my wife and i with his porn stash here's my question would you recommend for keeps yes really yeah why it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a film that's like at the end, it's an 80s movie. So at the end, everything's going to be fine. Dare I ask your letter grade on this guy? Oh, letter grade on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A C, C. Yeah, we'll see. I would give it a C. And by that grade, I would not recommend it. It was gut-wrenching for a long time, and I didn't feel the payoff. Because at the ending, it's just like, oh, they're going to do it. I can't really forgive him <laughs> for what he was doing before, and they were not in sync. I get it. You know, if you want to try and work it out for your bebe, go for it. Blessings, best of luck. But it, it didn't satisfy me when it's like, let's get back together. I was like, I'm too far gone from the cute thir- first 30 minutes where you guys were sweet to each other and it's been, I needed more of like, you know? Yeah. I think here's the real this movie break. beat me down more <laughs> so than like, cause here's the thing. A yeah. movie like blue Valentine. Right. is just, is heart wrenching and it's cut. But in some ways it is cathartic where you're like, you know what? I feel my humanity now. And like, it was hard to watch that movie but i had a deep emotional connection this one was such a roller coaster that i just felt wore down after like at the end i was just like gosh that was that was a rough one and they made a lot of gags <laughs> while it was being so rough i was like it's not light and it's too heavy to be light and too light to be heavy i mean i didn't have a good time i said several times to my wife i was like i hate this swinging i hate the oh they're so cute oh my gosh they're the worst but then it's like once I started to think, well, I feel like there's somebody trying to slam all the adult problems these people would face into their last it's 15 year years of marriage in 18 months. Yeah. I was like, all right, I get it. I get it now. Because you can kind of just assume that it's like you pop in on their life and then this is how it was for the next month. And then that's popping again in yeah. a month. Also, I think we have very different ideas of what constitutes day drinking. Versus just the dude didn't want to have a shirt on because it's hot, Cody. And he wants two beers instead of one because it's hot. Yeah. I hear you. He's also 17 years old. So that's the that's where it's the biggest problem for me. He is so cool. He's going to Caltech. Yeah. Okay. So here's my last thing about this movie. This is your third last thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Continue. <laughs> this about sets the record. I don't know our other record. This is one of the biggest disparities between Tomato Meter and Audience Score I've ever seen. Do you oh. want to give me, give it a guess? Um, well, I Tomato like, Meter. Is it like 17%, right? How would you guess the audience? 86%. 71. Mm. Which is huge. We're talking to see? 55, 60% difference. That's huge. Look, Cody, what do you call a doctor that got all C's? Doctor. Doctor. That sums it up right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was an experience yeah. for sure. Can I ask you a side question? Yeah. Is the saying C's get degrees or D's get degrees? Here's the thing. Growing up. I'm from California. Yeah. D's do not get degrees where I went to school, at least, yeah. in like the charter system I went to. So I always heard C's get... And same in Rexburg. So I think Rexburg... Rexburg C. BYU, Idaho, you have to get a C, I yeah. think, to actually C's a passing. So I've always heard C's get degrees, but it may just be because of the high school and the college I went to. Yeah. Whereas I had heard D's get degrees. But I think that's like the older school one, because I, I think for a long... You know, a D was not that bad. It was just like... Like, remember... Remember... Remember and remember the Titans. Yeah. When he's like, I made C I can't make no C plus grades. Because that's college grades. D grades are fine. That'll get you through my high school. It was like if your GPA wasn't a 3.0 or like a 2.5, you couldn't even play sports or something. Like yeah. they had a very high standard for even just like, oh yeah, you want to play basketball? Well, you better get, you know, B's. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. C's get degrees. On the West Coast, at least. I but D's get degrees is the better. D's get D's. It's the better D's saying. D's get degrees. C's get degrees. <laughs> tweet me, okay? Add opinion hours. You tweet me. Is it C's get degrees or D's get degrees? I have to know. Yeah. There's been a shift towards C is what you need, which I hate the ones where it's D, is you, D you pass the class, but you can't take here's, the next class. Here's the other. Okay. Let's just put the educational system on blast real quick. F. Right. What does F stand for? Fail. It's a failing grade. Then why is it A, B, C, and D? They don't stand for nothing. Yeah. There's zero thing. A doesn't mean anything. Astronomical. B is better than it's expected. fine. C is calculator needed. Yeah. D, D is dumb, but you know, you'll pass. I don't know. So that's my thing is like, how can F stand for fail? And then you just were like, what about the other letters? Skip E. <laughs> you know, that yeah. it's stupid. Our education system is broken and I'm here to fix it. What I just. Did you ever have the like the different letters where it's like the the S would be the best? Uh, you know? No. Uh, well, I may have had that in like elementary school, maybe. Yeah, I had it in elementary. It's like S is satisfactory or something here's the thing i propose e i'm gonna fix i'm gonna fix everything right now i propose we change the educational system okay rather than a letter grade or a percentage grade you get a rotten tomato score <laughs> your teachers give you a tomato meter score your classmates give you an audience score you take the average of those that's your grade okay perfect popular kids deserve to pass school because who else the cool kids gotta leave college so we know who to follow and what if pregnant's cool, if day drinking's cool, I need them to get out of high school so I can follow them, okay? But the smart kids, you know, they've got to do it too, but they're going to get so high on the tomato meter that we're good. That's how we need to do it. I fixed it. 
I solved the problem. If you think day drinking is cool, <laughs> tweet us. Add opinion, opinion havers. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I have to say. For keeps, we did it. Yeah. Did we miss anything? No. Thank you for listening. We can be found wherever podcasts are seen, and you can share us wherever podcasts are seen. I saw a list of like the top podcast apps. I hadn't heard of half of them. We got more to do. I saw you. I saw some emails. I see you working on stuff. Which emails? Well, did I see an email about Metacritic or something or Metascore? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get on Metacritic and I want to get on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. They're both a process. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean we have to start like putting also, I'm gonna grades need you on movies? Forward. You yeah. know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to need you to forward me those emails because I mm-hmm. tried to sign into opinionhavers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, you're at a new computer check your phone and it's tiffany's phone or oh, your yikes. phone that you don't have anymore and i was like oh gosh okay well <laughs> we'll do we'll double check some things i'll forward some things um i'll fax i'll fax some things over to you thank you one day we'll be on metacritic you will uh you can hit us on social at opinion havers everywhere well the big three well depending on who you talk to at opinion havers would do memes please like our memes no one's like liking our me- memes. Like but memes. I think they're yeah, good. They're so good. All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. <laughs> I want more movies with question marks. <laughs> Jurassic Park? <laughs> spot, though. Just not on Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. You want just like a California? The Last Marshall? Jedi. <laughs> want a, a white girl from California Jedi. to name every movie? Oh yeah. For keys? For keys?